I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 352 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, it is time for a very special Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Today marks my 50th Navy SEAL interview, and my guest for the very special occasion is retired Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher. Chief Eddie Gallagher was falsely accused of war crimes. Eddie and his family unfortunately had to endure such a tumultuous ordeal, which kickstarted a free Eddie campaign launched by Eddie's wife and supported by an overwhelming number of decorated combat veterans in the SEAL community and beyond. It is an honor for me to have Eddie with me today. He is a hero, and he has been decorated himself for valuable several times, including two bronze stars. Eddie Gallagher will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's conversation with Eddie Gallagher was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you would like to watch the conversation between the retired Navy SEAL and myself, please visit my YouTube channel. Hit me with a subscribe. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And wow, it is hard to believe that I have now had the honor of speaking with 50 Navy SEALs about fatherhood and family life. You guys who have been listening to this podcast since the beginning know just how much I admire these guys. Please go check out the archives and listen to all of the frogmen that have appeared on the podcast, including two Medal of Honor recipients, Michael Thornton and Ed Byers, the lone survivor, Marcus Luttrell. I even had the honor of interviewing Gold Star parents of SEAL Team 6 heroes, Aaron Vaughn and Adam Brown. Now, I was asked in a recent interview that I did with TV shows Ace why I have so many military dads on the podcast, and my answer was very cut and dry. I am a very proud and grateful American, and I'm getting a little bit sick and tired of people shitting all over America and painting her in a bad light. And as we head into Memorial Day weekend here, let's give thanks and remember all of the men and women who have fought and died for this country. It is the greatest country in the history of civilization. So let's go with today's episode. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with retired Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, today's episode is being brought to you in part by Manscaped. Manscaped has precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Let's face it, guys, we're all waiting for those barbershops to open up again because our hair has grown out of control during the COVID lockdown. But with Manscaped's third-generation lawnmower, you don't have to wait to shave that unwanted hair below the belt. And let's be honest, guys, when it comes to the bedroom, no woman wants to walk in and find that love muscle buried in the bushes. Get a smooth shave under your shorts with Manscaped's Perfect Package 3.0, which includes the waterproof cordless lawnmower 3.0. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners get 20% off plus free shipping by using the code FATHER at manscaped.com. Visit manscaped.com or tap the link in the show notes. Use the code FATHER and save 20% off. And enjoy all that extra attention she'll give you when she finds that bald eagle. Joining me now, First Class Father, Eddie Gallagher. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, let's let's start it like this. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Well, I got three. uh, Boy, girl, boy. Uh, One is 19. Uh, he's at college right now um, in Santa Cruz and 15 year old or sorry, 16 year old daughter and 10 year old boy. Very cool. What kind of sports or activities are they into? Um, the oldest one grew up playing, uh, you know, we got him into soccer because <clears throat> my wife and I played soccer growing up. 
uh, a bunch. Um, my girl plays tennis. She's into that now. Then my youngest is playing soccer, and he's, we're letting him sort of bounce around. Uh, he likes soccer. Then if he's interested in another sport, we'll give it a shot. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Eddie, if you could, just take a minute here, please, to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Uh, so I'm uh, recently retired out of the uh, Navy. I was uh, uh, in the SEAL teams for uh, about 15 years, and before that I was with the Marines um, for about for five years. Um, joined in 99, uh, grew up uh, as a Army brat. Um, Dad was in the Army, so I moved around the world a bunch growing up, lived, lived most of my childhood in Asia, and then, uh, you know, out of high school it was just sort of, I, I wasn't planning on joining the military, but it just sort of hit me. You know, I think uh, there's a fact out there that, you know, that a lot of people in the military, their parents also served or they have relatives that serve. So they a lot more people end up joining. Um, and I was one of those. So ended up joining. Um, and in 2004, went to SEAL training uh, buds uh, past that and just did. Uh, my time all on the West Coast in San Diego, um, multiple deployments, and then was able to be an instructor. Uh, married uh, my high school best friend um, not too long after becoming a SEAL. Uh, we sort of crossed paths again and got married, and she stuck with me uh, for the rest of the 15 years. Um, and, yeah, just uh, now I'm retired and just enjoying it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, Eddie. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Uh, very grateful for your service and your sacrifices. And, uh, you know, so along this path here, then Eddie, you've been marrying your high school sweetheart, what type of, um, uh, how old were you then when you first became a dad and how to becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? So I sort of, I jumped right into fatherhood. So, uh, both my older kids, um, are my stepkids, uh, but they're pretty much mine. I have, you know, we have them, uh, basically full time now. Um, but yeah, my wife had uh, two kids from a previous marriage, and uh, I was yeah just a single guy. But I knew that she was the one, so I uh, married her, and they moved out to um, San Diego. And I came back from um, second Iraq deployment, and pretty much was a married man and had two kids. So that was a big uh, awakening uh, right there. Just. Um, jumping right into that but it was awesome i mean my two oldest are amazing uh you know i love them so much and it was just i felt i i think i fell right into it um you know uh because i had great parents growing up so you know it was i just modeled myself after them and then uh, we ended up having our third uh not too long before my third or fourth deployment i can't they all jumble together but yeah, um, and then he was pretty much raised um, in San Diego uh, until we moved out here uh, two years ago in Florida. Yeah, good stuff. And what about uh, as far as discipline goes, Eddie? Obviously, you're very disciplined as a Navy SEAL here. What type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is it different uh, than the discipline style you grew up with? Definitely different. Um, I'm, <laughs> believe it or not, I'm not the disciplinarian uh, in the house. Uh, my, you know. My wife is here. She definitely let you know that. Um, you know, my wife is she is a very strong individual, very strong woman. And, you know, being a spouse and being married to somebody, especially 
uh, somebody especially in the spec ops community, you know, we're gone 80, 85% of the year. So they have, they have to be a strong person to, you know, hold down, hold down the fort at home, take care of the kids, uh, making sure everything is taken care of while we're off doing our job. So I sort of got into a routine. Um, you know, I come back, you know, through my career, you're not home that long. So when you do come home, you're, I'm, I'm more of the spoiler. I like come home and just want to have fun with the kids while, while I have time with them. Um, definitely switching out of that now that I'm home full time. It's like, okay, I see what, <laughs> what you were dealing with. Um, but yeah, um, I'm not, I'm definitely not strict. That's for sure. It's, uh, I like my, and my, my dad wasn't either. I, he, he left his work at work. When he when he came home, you wouldn't you would never know he was even in the military. It was very very just different uh, home front. Yeah, and one of the things that you said there too about being away, you guys. One of the reasons, one of the many reasons why I have so much admiration for our men and women that serve is because you guys are away so long from your family. When I do a double at my job, I feel like I'm getting a, a short end of the stick by missing out on stuff with my family, and it's nothing compared to what you guys do. So, and what, one of the best videos that we get a chance that I get a chance to see on YouTube or on the internet is when the military comes or a father or mother come home and surprise their kids uh, from a deployment. And it's, it's, it makes, it's hard to watch them without getting emotional, uh, even not being a service member. It's just that they're great footage to see. Now you, after being away uh, for, for the raw deal that you got with everything that has taken place, what was it like for you to finally, when you knew you were coming home, what was it like for you to first see your family and your kids knowing that you were finally home for good? Um, I think it's, it's hard to explain. I mean, you know, I've, did 20 years being away from my family, but I volunteered to do that. Uh, you know, that was what I, what I signed up for and what my, you know, my family signed up for. They knew that that was the job. Um, and they, you know, the, the wife and the kids or the spouse and the kids are serving along right side, you know, right beside you at each and every deployment, because, you know, we couldn't do what we do without them being able to, you know, put up with it and stay at home and, and do everything that needs to get done. But yeah, the the whole thing at the end of my uh, career with the whole nightmare that we went through was a completely different. It, you know, that was I didn't volunteer for that. I was taken away uh, from my wife and kids. So at the end of that, it's it was just like a feeling of overwhelming joy and just that we, you know, justice was done. And um, you know, I I couldn't be I couldn't uh, hug my kids enough and just be around them. And that's you know the one blessing that came out of that. You know, being. Um, locked away for no reason um you really not that i didn't appreciate it before but it just gave you a whole new meaning of you know what's important you know you know so that and that's family so yeah i, I couldn't have been happier for you and your family to see that when you finally got a chance to come home after the world and to see so many people in your community that stood up the caliber of people that stood up for you uh is a real testament to your character and, and to what was going on here and uh, so how much how much did your kids uh, know about the situation, what was going on, and why you're away. Were they aware of uh, how, how much of it? Were they aware of? Um, I mean, by the end, they're. I mean, they were fully aware by the end. I mean, we we don't we we never hide anything from our kids at all. We don't shelter them from anything. They know my job. They know what what happens downrange. Um, you know, they've they've grown up in this in this community. I've had, you know, it's a very tight like the the, the brothers that you. Uh, serve with you you're like family so like my kids call all my teammates uncle you know that come over and you know we've lost uh a lot of a lot of uncles and a lot of brothers through through my career so 
my kids know exactly what goes on. Um, and when all this started happening, you know, we, at first I, you know, I wasn't, cause we didn't think it was going to go anywhere. Um, we thought that, you know, somebody's going to, someone with some common sense will step in and be like, this shouldn't be, you know, there's, there's nothing here. This shouldn't be going this far, but yeah, it wasn't until, um, they had actually locked me up that my kids were like, okay, this is, uh, this is half this, something's going on. Um, but they, yeah, they were fully aware of, you know, the, the injustice and everything that was going on. I was all over the media. So it was, you know, hard to sort of hide the fact of, you know, what, and plus I was locked up. So at that point they sort of had to accept, um, but you know, my wife, my wife was, she was the glue that held the family together while this was happening. I mean, not only was she out there fighting for me, um, getting, getting the word out and the truth out, she was also able to take care of them back home and making sure they were good to go. You know, it was, it was hard on them. Um, but they're strong kids and they prevailed. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. And very, very difficult to watch your family have to go through that. And, you know, uh, it was awesome to see president Trump come in and do something about this. And I I've had his son, Eric Trump on my podcast here. So I know a little bit about some of the slack you get just for being involved with that. I got hammered just for having him on the show. We talked nothing political, but it was just uh, an outrage of uh, just, you know, a lot of crybabies out there for all this stuff. And I know that you have um, you, you, you came out of this now. And unfortunately, we're in this coronavirus thing where we're all kind of quarantined and locked down here now. So yeah. how have you guys been handling the whole uh, coronavirus and the quarantine? All right, dads, today's episode is being brought to you in part by Lumen. Lumen is working to improve the world's metabolic health and quality of life. Lumen is the first handheld device that measures your metabolism through the breath to tell you what fuel source your body is using for fuel, carbs or fats. You can receive real-time daily insights about where your metabolism is at to help you optimize your workouts, get fit, or lose weight. Lumen Science is rooted in years of validation research conducted by two of their founders and chief scientists. And today, First Class Fatherhood listeners can get $25 off by using the promo code FATHERHOOD25. Visit www.lumen.me or hit the link in today's show notes and enter the code FATHERHOOD25 to get $25 off and improve your quality of life today. You, you, you came out of this now, and unfortunately, we're in this coronavirus thing where we're all kind of quarantined and locked down here now. So yeah. how have you guys been handling the whole uh, coronavirus and the quarantine? You know, we, we're, we're, we're good. I mean, I'm sure we go through the same uh, aches and pains as every other American out there. You know, we're at least once a week, once or twice a week, we're like, all right, we're over this. You know, we want to go do stuff. But, you know, we, we're making the best of it. It's, you know, the homeschooling, my, my wife's doing a lot of that and i think we both just appreciate having the kids i mean it is what it is you know we can't do anything about it and just to be able to appreciate just having the kids at home i like seeing them in their learning environment and just how they process and it's sort of like an insight in what they're actually doing at school uh, when they're away and other than that i mean we're you know we're doing good um i got i got a lot of time i got a book i'm writing a book on exactly what happened so i get it's plenty of time to work on that. Um, just, uh, you know, we, instead of sitting back and whining about it, we're taking advantage of it and looking for all the positive stuff that we can do during this. Yeah, right on. I'm right there with you. I got four kids myself and we're, we're really enjoying the family time. And I think there'll be a point down the line 
looking back at this, when we're back into the rat race of the real life, we're real world, we're going to be saying, man, I kind of missed that time where things were slowed down and we had that that moment together. And speaking about the book, any timeline on the book as far as yet title or when we can expect to so, see it? The title will be uh, it's the man in the arena. Um, and right now we're shooting for the book to come out by this fall. Um, it has to go under a DOD review process. So our hands are tied on that, however long that takes, but we're hoping it doesn't take too long. There's not a lot of classified stuff in there for them to scrub through. So, um, yeah, this fall should be coming out, um, you know, God willing and, uh, yeah, definitely be looking for it. And the, um, we have a, a website for it. Um, uh, the man in the arena, um, you just type that in or uh, Eddie Gallagher, uh, the website will pop up and it'll we'll be have updates on the book and we'll, we'll actually like putting out chapters ahead of time so people can read uh, and so find find out what really happened in the truth. Yeah, I'll definitely be dropping a link in the description of this podcast episode to your website. So my listeners, you just tap the link get over there and find out more about it. Um, and what, what what about as far as other plans? What kind of plans or goals do you have here for yourself now, Eddie, that, that now that hopefully once this is all said and done, what are you looking forward to for the future? So right now uh, we are, we just, our uh, nonprofit just got approved, uh, the Pipe Hitter Foundation. Um, and because of what we went through, um, we, you know, we didn't, we saw behind a curtain uh, in the justice system and the military that we did not know existed and just how corrupt um, and archaic it is. It needs, it needs reform. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of military members out there being treated wrongly. Their rights are taken away just because they're in the military and, it doesn't need to be that way. So this Pipe Hitter Foundation will support the, those people in the military, law enforcement, first responders. Um, and we, you know, when they're unjustly accused and we will uh, help them help their family out, um, raise money for legal fees and whatever em- emergency stuff the family needs while they go through that stressful process of, uh, you know, proving their innocence. Yeah, good stuff, Eddie. And when this is all said and done and the book is finally written on this, what do you kind of hope is your legacy here that your kids will, can look back and learn and see, um, you know, what it is that you're all about and what you've left behind here? Uh, well, I, first thing foremost, you know, I, I want my kids to, you know, know that to have a love for country is, you know, important and to uh, serve your country is a noble thing um, to do. Um, but also, I want my kids to have a uh, strong backbone just like my wife and I had through this whole thing and stand up for what is right. And, you know, if you believe in something, you fight for it. Um, even if, you know, the, the deck is stacked against you, you know, never back down, never quit. Um, I definitely, that's the one thing I want my kids to learn. Uh, and, you know, I'm hoping as in the future that I can help other, you know, first responders, military active duty veterans out. And, and that's, that's the big thing we want to give back. Uh, and I, you know, I care deeply about the uh, my community and, and the military as a whole, and I want to help those people. You know, they're they're out there fighting for us, and we should be back here at least. You know, helping them, fighting for them. Yeah, awesome, well said. And one of the things I say it all the time, man. I, I I'm so grateful that the the SEAL community is out in the open, where we have like civilians like myself have a chance to follow you guys on social media, to read some of these books because your mindsets are incredible. And we're kind of in an age right now where the main slogan is, uh, "It's not my fault. It, it's somebody else's fault." It seems like that's like the the going rate. Uh, of the mindset right now. We need uh, the mindsets uh, like that you guys have. It's just incredible what you guys are capable of. And I love to see it. How, how do you feel kind of like about the, um, like the SEAL team and, and the shows and stuff like that and how they represent the SEAL community? And do you watch any of those things? Uh, honestly, I've never watched, I haven't, haven't watched the SEAL team at all. 
you know, I know some guys that work on it, um, but I just haven't taken the time to watch that show. Uh, we've got it actually a couple of times this past week. We were told, you know, we should try to check it out uh, maybe one day. But the way, um, I mean, I think it's, you know, it depends. Being in the military, you can pick any any movie apart, just like I'm sure any any person from any job, if they made a movie about it, you could pick that apart, what Hollywood does to it and Hollywood does. But I, I think they depict us. Uh, you know, they, ha- they have a, a good version of us that they depict us in Hollywood. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more uh, realism and just what the, you know, the struggles that the families go through being being part of the community and just, you know, what, how much we're, we're not the only ones sacrificing going overseas. It's, you know, the kids, you know, the mom at home or the dad, you know, dad at home or whatever that they have to put up with, uh, you know, of the brunt of it pretty much. And I'd like to see that depicted uh, for sure. Yeah. All right. And you know what? Last thing I want to hit you with here, Eddie, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Um, don't expect to know it all. It's, you're going to be constantly be learning as you go. Just like, you know, no one has all the answers. Uh, just have confidence in yourself that you're going to do the right thing. Um, make sure you're, you know, you're putting your kids first, uh, you know, but also make time for yourself. Um, you know, having a newborn is, <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's, as you know, it's, it's a tough thing, uh, but take the time to, uh, you know, have some alone time with your spouse, go out, um, because you need that. Cause it can get very, it can get stressful in a marriage when you're, you know, you're constantly having to deal with the baby and everything. And I think the, the time alone with your spouse does a lot for the marriage, uh, and, uh, yeah, and then be, be a good example. Um, you know, set the example for your kids. Um, be, be the person that you think they're looking at you as, you know, uh, because they're watching everything you do, um, even the little stuff, and they're going to emulate it. So just have that in the back of your mind. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. i got to say, Eddie Gallery, you're a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Hey, no, it was an honor to be on, man. I appreciate it. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Eddie Gallagher for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And there you have it. 50 Navy SEAL interviews are now in the books. And I've read just about every Navy SEAL book there is. I'm so inspired and just amazed by these guys' mentalities. I love speaking to them. It's been such a privilege for me. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to all of the Navy SEAL interviews. And it will continue next week as returning to the podcast is four Former Navy SEAL Craig Sawyer, who's Vets for Child Rescue, just put out an awesome documentary, Contraland. We're going to dive into that next week. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who else will be joining me here. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. (laughs) 